Welcome back to Beards and Brews. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and make sure you ring the bell so you know when we have another one brewing. This week's movie is going to be Jaws. Now, fellas, what would you think? Uh, well, check. we've already done Jaws the Revenge, uh, and this isn't nearly as good. <laughs> I actually almost totally forgot we did Jaws 4, like almost like two years ago or whatever. And boy, this is an improvement. Yeah, I, no, I was just joking. This is much better. Bruce Almighty is definitely the uh, centerpiece of the Jaws franchise. I'm a huge fan of this film. I'm I'll fucking fanboy for it all day. And like Chan Man was saying, we've done the other one and wow is it so much better. He he he. But yeah, uh this is fucking great. Like oh my god. How is a movie this old this good? Now 40 some years later or even 50, is it perfect? No, and that's fine, but I am incredibly impressed how well it holds up. Goodness, 1975! This, this is still a very well-made movie, and I probably haven't seen it in God knows how long, and I was just like, man, this was entertaining. Holy shit. Held up super well, and by the way, let's just throw this in. This was rated PG. Like, I know that this was around before the PG-13 rating came in, but still, like, this is brutal. Dude. You are not kidding. Uh, there's several scenes, especially near the end, to where after all they've built and all they've described and it leads up to that playing out, you're just like, holy shit, this is awful. The movie does a really great job of the little plateaus between just violent murders. Like, I know, like, this isn't quite a horror movie, but it's basically the same thing. And I, and I have to give it props, like, all day long. Like, the movie even will go out of its way to play music that sounds adventurous. Like, it belongs in Indiana Jones or something. And, like, everybody in the scenes, like, has this camaraderie. You know, like, okay, they're going to do something. And then just, like, hard fucking bloody massacre murder immediately just, like, breaks the whole tension. That's it's... another thing I was going to bring up is the score, if we don't ever get to it, the score is phenomenal. That's uh, John Williams, a frequent Who's collaborator with good old Spielberg. Oh, you might have heard of things he's done, like a Star War. Uh, Star War. Just a he's one of them. He's pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> this movie stars the three R's, man. We got Robert Shaw, Roy Schneider, and Richard Dreyfus. And if anybody puts in a fucking performance, I got to give it to my man Shaw, Quint, for this. Mm. Dude, the way he plays the drunk uncle... <laughs> through this entire movie is fucking amazing. The speech mm. that he gives with the Indianapolis, it's like Beautiful. he's there. And I love that he's not necessarily like a drunk man. He's just a dude with some serious fucking issues. And Fuck it yeah. just and his character or just like the way he portrayed it as an actor is absolutely flawless. He goes from just like, "Oh yeah, he's just curmudgeon old man" to like, "Oh man, he's got a story arc and it's fucking fantastic." Yeah, I'll tell you, like, I saw this movie when I was probably a little bit too young to be seeing this. And then I didn't see it again until maybe 10 or 15 years ago. So this is my third viewing. And I didn't remember Quint being, like, such a big part of it. And, man, he does knock it out of the fucking park. Now, yeah, we'll totally get into it. But, like, after the hour 10 mark, it's just Quint the movie. And I'm yes. just, I'm happy about it. That's It's great. <laughs> They they do an amazing job letting everyone have their moment to shine. Like uh, they show that the chief is truly a compassionate person trying to do these these things. Then you have yeah. the curiosity and drive of Hooper, this marine biologist guy that's both fascinated and disgusted by this animal. And then you have fucking Quint, who's like Ahab, and he wants to kill this fucking shark. But by the end of it, he's like, "Fuck this! 
I just don't want to die. Yeah, I feel like the character of Quint has been something that's been like parodied or homaged in so many different things since him that when I see him, I immediately like my knee jerk reaction is, oh, that's just like a a parody. (laughs) No, this is what this is what everybody else is parodying. This guy right here. He and he is like this almost drunken sailor, like Ahab esque type character through the whole thing. But he does it so well. He's just like a salty sea dog. He's just so grizzled, you know? And you brought up the whole parody thing. Like, watching this again, those parodies don't even hold a candle. Like, mm-hmm. actual Quint. Like, that's just fucking Dana Carvey in a wig. <laughs> Fuck that guy. No, Quint's the man. <laughs> For real. Like, whenever they start throwing their legs over each other's legs, and he's like, I'm hurting your leg. <laughs> I'm like, Fuck yes, dude. Like, I love them by this point. They're so fucking bros. To harken back what you said earlier, like uh, how these characters are all fleshed out and easy to follow. This is like prime Spielberg. I mean, there's a lot of people in this movie, but they're all ancillary. And what's great about it is that, you know, Brody, the sheriff, you know, he's a big deal. He has his family and all these like side characters and stuff. But the movie does a really good job on focusing on what you just need. You know, like the bare essentials for most things. Like you don't necessarily have to know like his wife has a Zumba class or anything or anything stupid that's never going to come up again. It's like, he's got a wife, they're loving, they love each other, they have a great family. They just moved to Amity Island from New York City. This is his first summer there. So this is just him trying to cobble together what he knows with the people in the neighborhood just to kind of like get things moving. And can we talk about Amity Island for just a second? I think I remember hearing that this was actually filmed like on or around Martha's Vineyard. But man, this town just looks fucking quaint. It looks windy as fuck. (laughs) I'm down for that. It definitely looks like the kind of town that was brought up before all the property values skyrocketed. So you still have like some just like regular Joes going around before it gets bought up by all these like dickheads. Like, please just let me retire there. Like, I don't know. I don't care what I'm doing with the rest of my life. I just want to retire in a place like that. I love the fact that, you know, as soon as you get introduced to Roy, you're like, oh, yeah, here's here's Chief Brody. He's family man, and then he gives you the little tour of the town just by driving to work or what the fuck ever. Mm-hmm. And all I could think was, Chief Brody works in a small town. There's chewed up bodies in a small town. <laughs> <laughs> like, right off the bat with this opening scene, like, where the it, it doesn't really matter, but it sets off everything. Basically, some teenagers, some, I don't know, they're hippies or whatever, just sitting around yeah. on the beach, smoking some weed, maybe maybe going off to fool around a little bit. Uh, basically, a girl gets chewed up and spat out by a shark. Yeah, and props to the guy who's so smashed but still had just the sexual drive to stumble all the way down the beach line and everything. I can't hardly walk. He's, he tried so hard, and he got to, like, right there at the water. He's like, ah! He just dies. I mean, he's probably lucky that he didn't get a foot farther, because if he did, he'd probably drown. Well, he tried so hard, and got, got so it. far, but in the end, it didn't even matter. Because that girl's dead. Like, extra dead. Like, we find out later on, like, how much is left of her, and <laughs> goodness. I don't Not even much. know how they properly ID'd her, to be honest. I gotta say, again, I want to harken back to how old this movie is, and the fucking care that goes into making these scenes horrifying. Mm-hmm. Because this girl gets eaten, and the entire time it's happening, you feel horrible for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even uh, even the missus, she was just like, goodness, why is she <laughs> screaming like that? It's like it's real. I'm like, that's called acting. <laughs> that's just, you know. But my favorite thing about this is 
like when she's out there, you only see her from below. Like you start getting these like underwater camera angles that are looking up. And, you know, of course, that classic score that we start getting a little bit of that. And it's so fucking ominous. And you never see the shark in this scene. It's just you just see her getting tossed around a little bit. That's so good. It's one more thing to your point earlier. Like, we've all seen the parodies of Jaws, the theme used in all kinds of different things. But, like, when it's used absolutely properly, it's ridiculous how effective two notes is. They build so much tension with the music and the angles. And this is, like, in my final thought whole spiel. But the way that they will transition from the shark to the person to the people's reactions, it feels so seamless that you never get taken out of it. Yeah, there's... There's also a thing about horror movie, like in the horror movie community, that is like what is not known is so much scarier than what is known. So if you don't actually show the bad guy or the shark or whatever what's getting you, the alien, then the fear of the unknown is going to create so much more tension, so much more fear than if you just saw this like gigantic 400 ton monster or whatever that was just going to eat you. And this does such a great job of doing that. And the movie manipulates you even further in that same vein because when they actually find the poor girl and Brody and whomever gets pulled out to the beach, there's this one other cop fellow that's with him. I think it's like his other hand for the summer. And he spots her first and the look on his face, the disgust and just the surprise. He has to take that minute to like turn his back and just kind of sit down and play with the sand. He's like, fuck, what am I looking at here? Fuck, is this a people? <laughs> and then fucking Schwarzenegger pushes the uh, leaves apart and it's just a pile of guts. That's pretty much it, except extra crabs here. She died from a devastating case of crabs. <laughs> case closed. Open the beaches. Open the fucking beaches. And that's what happens. Like, he's, they say shark attack, but the mayor's like, bro, oh, man. we need the money. This ain't happening. Oh, just real fast, I, I don't want to interrupt, but, like, what I thought was flawless was how the movie put that information together. Because, like, you know, Brody's, like, overwhelmed with the information. He's on the phone, he's on the typewriter, he's trying to, you know, do everything all at once. And he gets on the phone with the, the coroner, and he's like, okay, what is it? Are you sure? Okay. And as he's filling up the thing, the the, uh, the camera focuses on his typewriter, what he's typing, and it's mm-hmm. just, like, slowly, shark, attack. It's so brilliant. Brody find out? the corner find out but also the audience all found out at the same time it's proper movie making man it's so fucking good but now brody has to go like talk to the fucking mayor and all this other shit and there's this whole build between them to where you know chief is basically saying i know that you won't let me but i'm gonna and they have this great back and forth to where the mayor has to convince him with somewhat reasonable evidence not to do so and that continues throughout the film and every character that's introduced to you has an arc which is fucking great nothing's wasted yeah what this is is uh you know amity's 50th anniversary is coming up you know this is a small little tourist town uh and their 50th anniversary is coming up fourth of july regatta it's a big event coming up and brody wants to close down the beach because of you know one pesky girl got got uh, eaten by a shark you know she probably shouldn't have been out there anyway. It's probably yeah. nothing. And just to preface the mayor's entire character, that's Paul Reiser. Yes. Yeah. Because okay. fuck yeah. that guy. Mayor Burke. For sure, fuck that guy. But I get, like, John Michael Higgins vibes for some reason. I don't know. Like, his hair was all fucking with me the whole time I was watching. I was like, is that Patton Oswalt? No. 
that's not a bad call though. What got me was he was like, listen, it was just one summer girl. Like they're expendable. Yeah, like she's not even from here. She's from like Connecticut or something, and oh, they yeah. don't even count. <laughs> it's like a did you not read the report? That bitch was from Utica. <laughs> yeah, so the mayor wants him to amend the report, say it was like a boating accident or some stupid shit. Oh you, man, you don't like, know. I look I know it was his, you know, chance to kind of like fix the news or fake news or whatever, so nobody would panic, but there was so little of that girl left like mm -hmm. how could you just like fudge it like that i mean it was a really bad boating accident so they keep him open and exactly what you think is going to happen happens the chief is sitting on the beach he's freaking out you know he doesn't want him open and someone else gets it after like someone's puppy gets eaten and they build it up too like the puppy's out there swimming then he's gone the guy's like papat papat Oh my god. Oh my god. Whoa. Then, I didn't even notice that. Like I saw the dog, but I didn't notice that the dog disappeared. The dog yeah. disappeared. That's a ballsy move to just kill the dog ten minutes Man, in. Fuck that shark then. In by the urea, according to Shark Week. Wait, what? <laughs> shark Week says that the you know the shark the sharks like the urea. It attracts them. So hey, who's pissing in my pool? He's who's like, pissing in my doing? pool? And the movie does put like an extra layer of just like I guess a little sad because like the kid's like, oh man, I don't want to go home. And you know, his mom's like, okay, 10 extra minutes, nothing life changing will happen in the next 10 minutes or anything. He's like, just jumps right back in. Mm -hmm. Only to be, you know, turned into viscera, but he, he turns into a fucking blood volcano. You just see like the <laughs> shark behind him and then his upper torso out of the water. Like, oh no. <laughs> and then blood just oh, from it's every a fucking angle. It's like, where's little Billy? There he is. <laughs> yeah, this scene is fucking brutal. Like, this is the first really brutal scene that we get. And honestly, the lead up to this is really good, too, because you've got, like you said, Brody just sitting out on the beach, just kind of watching everything extra close. Oh, yeah. And you see a few little things that, you know, you think are going to be tip offs, like just little things to get you excited. And it's like, oh, that's just, you know, two guys playing or whatever. You get a few little things here and there, and then it happens, and you have this focus pull on Brody, and it's just, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, super tension building in that instant. Yeah, once they got fucking really old guys with fat tits, you know, that contra zoom is super effective. <laughs> That's some bad hat, Harry. I couldn't focus on what was happening behind that guy's back hair. <laughs> I was like, move! <laughs> I couldn't focus on anything aside from his floppy tits. <laughs> They look like two runny eggs. <laughs> but the kid gets et up, and there's like a heartbreaking moment of the mom having like that, oh man, everybody's out of the water but my boy. And you go, fuck. And we do a little cut, and there's a meeting in town for safety versus profit, and it's fucking so cold. It is. Like, that's, I, that's dark. I was surprised how natural that town meeting felt. You know, like, clearly, this is danger. We have to take care of this ASAP as possible. But then I was just like, hmm, I like money, eh? Yeah, I got an ice cream shop. Who's going to eat in my ice cream shop if there aren't tourists coming around? I, who's going to eat my stromboli, the fucking shark? I don't think so. Open the <laughs> beaches. Hey, the shark doesn't have any money. Hey, you the shark come. doesn't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> But, oh man! But, uh, this is where we get introduced to Quint, 
Mm-hmm. And he's such a fucking badass in this scene. He just rakes his nails down. The faces that people are making are atrocious. Um, <laughs> I'll say that's one of the biggest flaws in this film. Every time I've ever seen that, I'm like, ugh. But he gives this big fucking speech about, you know me, you see me. <laughs> I'm old Quint. And no, that's that's another one of those times that I'm like, oh, that's uh, that's a parody. And I love, like, even though their faces are real, real dumb and stuff like that, you kind of have to think, like, why the fuck is he at this meeting? Like, he doesn't own any capital in this town. He just owns this fucking little thing over there. I don't know. I think that counts. He's a rustled sea dog. You know, you he go where the money is. Owner. Yeah. He owns a sharking business. That's so specific. <laughs> it's just yeah. enough to get him in the door. They can't tell him no. Yeah, but like there's a there's a bounty on this shark now, three thousand dollars, and he's just like, Nope, that taint worth it. Uh I'll find him for three, but I'll kill him for ten. And to be honest, given his like bravada and everything, it's like I kinda trust him. Like just pay yeah. him the money. You know? Yeah, like well, he yeah. seems extremely serious about this. Just pay the man. I mean, and, either he finds him or he doesn't, and if he doesn't, he's probably gonna die, so we never have to pay up anyway. <laughs> See, that's business. Yeah. I did like that after this, though, it got uh, it got Chief Brody thinking, and he's at home reading fucking like an eighth grade textbook yeah. on ocean life. And he's like, baby, sharks can be 2,000 years old. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> he turns into Alex Jones. They're turning the freaking sharks gay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he lets all that get to his head, too, because like you see all like the pictures in his mind and stuff like that. And the pictures are just like increasingly more just basically gory. It goes from just like pictures of sharks to like pictures of sharks getting caught, cut open. And then there's like a like a morgue shot of somebody who got eaten, pre- yeah. probably chewed. At least he wasn't swallowed. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, would I prefer swallowed or chewed? Look, I don't know. I've said it many a times. My biggest fear being eaten alive. So I don't want to be fucking chewed. I don't want to be swallowed. I don't want to be eaten. <laughs> I don't know. You could never mind. Let's press on. I've got some yeah, theories about this. That's right. You you <laughs> fucking just keep it moving. Well, speaking of keeping it moving, so that disperses and nothing was done. Like the only thing that Brody got was like twenty four hours to keep the beaches closed until like tomorrow, which is basically Fourth of July, and all the tour buses and fucking ships show up. But 24 more... hours is like three weeks here. What does that even mean? <laughs> Somebody in the crowd said it. I don't know. You can't explain it. He's going to make three weeks worth of profit in one day. Oh, I thought he was just like a dumb old yokel. It's like, oh, calendar scare me. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was thinking it was just like, hey, this town only makes money like, I don't know, three months a year. One day is like, I don't know. Math is hard for those guys. So now they have, like, the beaches closed for a day, and all the fucking bounty hunter fishermen are there. There's dudes with dynamite. There's the fucking six stooges in one boat. And we get Richard Dreyfus's character, a, uh, a hoopa. And as he gets Hoopa. off the little vessel, he just immediately takes command of both the screen and the scene. It's incredible. He starts telling people to skull bolts out. That way they don't <laughs> fucking you know, capsize or anything crazy. The the terms these people throw around so casually, it seems like the proper research was done and these guys feel authentic. I fucking love it. And the fact that Richard Dreyfus just like comes on screen just so rambunctiously and he's just like, I am ready to do everything. I'm I've got the money, I've got the smarts, let's get to work or whatever. And everybody's just like, Fuck you. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, the character that he plays, Hooper, is an oceanographer or something. I don't know. He studies sharks. He's like he's like the, the brainy guy. Yeah, 
And not only is he the brainy guy, he's also there to examine that fucking chewed up body. And I love, fucking love his analysis. You could basically boil it down to, uh, this ain't no boat accident. Fuck out of (laughs) here. That's the official statement, by the way. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, he immediately sees it and is like, uh, this is not a boating accident. This bitch got eight. I don't even think that's what he came there to do. I just feel mm-hmm. like when he met Brody, he figured out how much power and leeway that he could have. Like, let me just go ahead and check it out, you know, for shits and giggles. I was like, he's shaking. He's putting a like, little microphone on and stuff. He's like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. And they, they take the Tupperware full of that girl <laughs> out of the refrigerator. Like, okay, there it is. And he's just like, what? <laughs> Peels it open. And he's just like, <laughs> it's Wait, church. this is a girl? This is fucking lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, that that was a girl, sir. What? Well, now it's lasagna. I'm fucking hungry. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, I like your your thought that he's just sneaking in there to get as much extra as he can because he's like, man, these fucking yokels, they don't know what power I have, and they're just letting me do whatever. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah, like, he had no clue it was that bad. Like, when he was, like, fiddling around with the ricotta cheese in there and just, like, picking up her hand, he was just like, this is ridiculous. Inspecting to see how clean you are. Ew. Ugh. Speaking (laughs) of clean, they go down to the fucking docks, and these boys have caught themselves a tiger shark, and he almost gets his fucking clock cleaned by telling the dude that ain't the shark because the mouth isn't right. Yeah, I guess there was enough of the girl left to trace, like, the bite radius and the bite radius of this little, what was it, a tiger shark? The little tiger shark was yeah. way too small. Oh, what? Yeah, like you never heard of fucking tiger shark. Dude. It's like one of the top three most well-known sharks. Thank you. And- there, this is another one of those scenes that I wish was just not there. Just him going, the what? <laughs> but it's just like old yokel stuff. So I'm just like, eh, okay, that's fine. They're all dumb. I mean, in the sharks, like, gummy candies that you would get when, you know, in the 90s, like, it was, like, the special one. So, obviously, yeah. they knew what it was. Hell, there yeah. It was a cool one. Even but in I... uh, Street Sharks. Yeah. Oh, Street Sharks. Like, I know that Richard Dreyfus is an expert in everything, but, like, how would he possibly know, like, the radii? Like, okay, I, there's very little left of this poor woman. And, like, he took one look at the shark and was like, nope, that can't eat a whole bitch. And then it was like, <laughs> what? No, this is it. I'm certain. Now, whenever they got that shark strung up, I like that he goes, listen, that could be the shark. Very well could be. Uh, We need to cut it open to be sure. And the mayor has the most logical fucking response. And it's the only time that I agree with him. He's like, listen, now's not the time or place for that shit. Because if it is, I don't want that little Kittner boy spilling out all over the dock. Yeah, that's true. And the first thing that came to mind, just like everybody else, just like, ugh. Yeah, okay. And just yeah. this, this just the slop sound that it would make. And then Billy's just hanging out. And I'm like, all right, it's a good gotta point. Take it, gotta take it somewhere private before you cut it open and find little Jump Billy. It. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus is trying to convince everybody, like, you know, you did a good job. This is a cool thing. It's a huge fish. But that's not it, you know. You know, it could be anything. It could be a great white. It could be a sculpin. What the fuck is ah. a sculpin? Oh, oh, okay. I got you. Uh, what I've got here today is from Ballast Point Brewing Company, famously out of San Diego, California. But this from Ballast Point is their famous grapefruit sculpin. This is a 7.0% alcohol by volume, 
India Pale Ale with uh, natural grapefruit flavor. This was a pretty big, uh, a pretty big IPA back in the day. It's kind of lost a little bit of its luster since everybody is doing this kind of thing now. But this is more or less a West Coast style IPA with some more of those like tropical grapefruit flavors. You can smell it like right on the nose. It's like that oily kind of grapefruit rind kind of aroma. It's really sweet, really good. Like it's just a West Coast style IPA with a little bit of something extra. Uh, it's honestly really good. This is a really good classic IPA, super well balanced with just a little bit of that grapefruit. It's really good. The the mother of the child rolls up in her Sunday best, her like funeral attire and everything. And this is one of the most heart wrenching scenes in the movie because just the way the, the mayor has kind of like played his cards to make everybody else look like a cocksucker except for him. So she strolls right up to Brady's face and just like gives him a good old slap. It's like, this is your fault. This is all you. You knew about this and nobody else. Not the mayor or anything. Just you. You, you, you. And he just stands there and takes it like he a does. champ. And I'm just like, say something. Like point to your left and be like, no, he's the mayor. I'm just the pleb. You know, say something. But he gives her that moment of grief. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. even want to ruin it for her. He's like, yeah, okay. I am guilty. I did know. And so he just takes it. Yeah, and that does say something about his personality. Like, rather than deflecting to the mayor, to anybody else, he just lets her get it out. Yeah, and that's, again, just character building. These guys have so much fucking depth. By the time this film wraps, you feel like you know them. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the next thing we have is Brody and his, his son Mikey are just, like, playing around, making faces at each other. Just, I guess this is, like, after dinner. And guess who stops by? Fucking Hooper. And I like this scene. It, it really lets you know, like, a little bit more about who Hooper is. Especially yeah. because he just, like, waltzes in with two bottles of wine and is like, Hey, y'all finished with that? I love meatloaf. <laughs> and you also get, like, a good character bit with um, Brody, too. Because, like, you know, he's like, Oh, I got two things of wine. I didn't know if he needed white or red. I got both. Ha ha ha. Without even saying a word, he picks up the red bottle of wine empties it into his already kind of full beer glass almost to the top and he starts drinking some more like he's got so much on his shoulders at this point he's like that's his only way out yeah he fills his pint glass up with this bottle of red wine like it still had like beer or whatever at the bottom he's just like look look whatever gets the job done work stress dinner party his wife will be like what are you doing over there brody quiet i'm just over here making piss Oh, fuck. But yeah, they get like deep in their cups and they're like, you know what I want to do? He's like, cut open a giant fish. He's like, fuck yeah, bro. Let's go cut up a giant fish. <laughs> and props to Richard Dreyfus. Like he's playing like a real, I don't want to say like a geek kind of guy. You know, like he might be like a little bit more meek than the other fellas. But the, he slices open that tiger shark and he gets in there. Like he's just like mm-hmm. in sure. that shark. You know who he he's reminds me a lot of in this role? I don't know if either of you are going to know who I'm talking about, but Austin Rogers, uh, like a, a Jeopardy champion guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. The he reminds right? me. Of the, yeah, bartender guy. Yeah. And it kind of makes me like him a little bit more. Yeah, I guess to that. 100%. I like how the shark's digestive fluids were all solid white. Like that thing was a synthetic. Yeah, it was like milk. By cutting the shark open, they have proved that, number one, is a Bama man because it ate a license plate from there. And uh, that's not our boy. Little Kittner doesn't spill out. Yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know, some random fish heads. There's like a tin cup. 
and uh, a license plate from Louisiana. So no kid. Uh, that means there's still a shark out there. We should go. You know, let's let's just have fun and go. Let's go. Yeah. I got a and nice ass boat. Let's do it. And I love how, like, in any of the movies, these guys would, like, go back to the mayor for some kind of, like, deal or something before they make their next move. But no, like, they hop on uh, Richard Dreyfuss's rich-ass boat full of color television, and they just try to, like, figure out this mystery. It's like the mystery machine. It's got fucking water lights and just all the new gadgets and gadgets, and they're so excited. And they find a boat crash, and guess what? A special musical guest appearance by the Floating Heads. Oh, <laughs> it kind of gives you like a little peek into how articulate the great white shark is. So like he ate all the bodies, but stowed all the heads in the hull of the boat. You know, a little snack for later. Yeah. Uh, Hooper wants to take his little his diving suit down and he examines the hull of this boat and he finds like a big ass shark tooth. And just as he's looking at it, you see this floating head just peep into the, the your eye frame and it's kind of a jump scare. It mm -hmm. startled me, and it startled yeah. him, too, because he drops everything. He drops his harpoon, drops the shark tooth, has no evidence that any of this happened now, but it's just like, fuck this, I'm getting out of here. And it's also, so, like, it's extremely smooth. It's not like this abrupt, like, yeah, I got you. Did I, did I get you? I got you. No, it's just like, this head just kind of, like, creeps in the frame, then finally, like, boner? Like, oh, shit, also, Dustin. Also, it's missing an eye. Did, uh, I mean, did the shark just, like... Hmm. I wonder what this eye tastes like. I wonder if it's like a gumdrop button. <laughs> no, no, not the gumdrop buttons. Yeah, so the mayor announces, you know, the beaches are going to be open for the 4th. We're going to have our celebration. Hooper's just like, well, you're not going to ignore it until it swims up and bites you in the ass. He always says some shit like that and then storms off. He's, he's a mm -hmm. mouthy little bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's super sassy and everything. The mayor, of course, he's worthless. He's like, well, do you, do you have the tooth with you? Do you have the, the tooth proof? He's like, no, I fucking saw a dead dude. And I had to drop it. You know, he's still out there if you want to take a look. It's like, well, not enough for me. Fuck you guys later. I got to open a beach. And man, oh man, when he does open the beach, though, they have such a good fucking scene to where people are all over the place. The place is busy as shit. Mm -hmm. And the beach is packed, but not a single soul is in the water. No one he goes yeah. over to his close friends or family or whatever they are, and he's like, "Go get in the fucking water!" And they're terrified, but they <laughs> yeah. do it. It made my heart drop a little bit because, like, you know, the guy's just like, "Fuck, I probably owe this guy a favor." Come on, Janice, let's get in the water. But then they went and be like grabbing their kids, and they're just like, "Yeah, I'm a kid. I don't know nothing," and like being drugged into their possible fate. Yes. What happened to your children? Oh well, I owe to do twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's probably not even 20 bucks. It's just like, this guy gave me a permit, so I guess, you know. Well, he's the guy that forgot to bring something to the potluck, and now he's just, like, in debt. <laughs> fucking both kids eating because he didn't bring lamb chops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, well, well, Bob, it could have been a fruitcake, you know? <laughs> something, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> we got to cool off on the food references because I'm fucking hungry now. Lamb chops with, like, some mint jelly sounds delicious. Ooh. You know what else sounds delicious? That guy trying to teach fucking boating lessons to the kids. Hey, fellas, <laughs> fellas, are you okay? Oh, that target is eating me. <laughs> oh, that poor guy. We absolutely have to discuss this because, like, all the kids are over there with their boat. They just drug over to the lakeside. You know, like something, something fjord. 
And like he's just like swimming up to the field, like, hey, how's it going? Why are you looking past me? I'm right here. <laughs> he just gets fucking shredded. Yeah, like Brody tells his son, like his son's got like a little boat or whatever, and tells his son, like, hey, just please, just like do me a favor, man. Just stay out of the ocean. Go play in the, they call it a lake or a pond or whatever, but it's like a little estuary, a little like inlet kind of thing. A lagoon yep. or whatever. Just like go play over there. Don't play in the in the in the real ocean. Come on, man. Hopefully the shark couldn't possibly also take that water route to where that lake is or anything. Meanwhile, the shark just over there swole as fuck, waiting on the kids to cross over. <laughs> He's like, Come on in here. Fucking got something for you, some voodoo magic man. <laughs> no, I'm I'm picturing him as Shia LaBeouf. Do it! Come on! Just do it. <laughs> Don't let your screams be screams. But he straight up bites that dude's leg clean off. Just like crunch. And it's just like, boom. He's just Terry Fox from now on. We never care about that kid ever again. I don't know if that kid just like stayed alive and floated in the water. I don't know if he died. Did he get completely eaten? Did he wash Mm. up on shore? We don't care. Yeah, I guess it just turns out he's just another one of those summer bitches. Expendable. But Mikey... Mikey is there. Mikey survives, and he's just—he's in a little shock. He saw his friend, I guess, a guy he knew, a kid he knew. Friend adjacent. I guess friend adjacent. Friend adjacent. Saw him. Saw him get eaten. So he's really the victim here. Well, he does go into shock. You know, he's like, "Oh no, my acquaintance got <laughs> turned into jelly." And I want coffee. This has been a long day. Oh, he was just naming shit. So, yeah, he does get taken to the hospital and treated for, like, you know, shock and stuff like that. And his mom's super loving. It's like, what do you want, kid? I'll give you anything. And he's just like, coffee, comic books, kitty. I don't know. Bring me my Tonkas. (laughs) So now's the perfect opportunity to pressure the mayor into doing the right thing. Shutting the beaches. And this motherfucker is still looking for every way to keep him open. He's like, well, if I do close him now, maybe I could still get him open by August. And fucking Chief Brody's like, listen, I'm about to wrap you upside the head with this pistol. Sign this shit. He's like, my kid was on that beach too, but I still want money, Dutch. The only things that I caught from this scene while the mayor is at the hospital is they're allowing smoking in the hospital. He's just, I know, but that's real weird to me also the next thing i have i don't i didn't write down who said it i didn't write down what like any context was um here's to swimming with bow-legged women that's quint <laughs> i assumed but i didn't remember him in the scene but man so they have to sign the contract for quint and he's got all these fucking demands like a color tv they go into his fucking shack and it's just like you went into some you know from the carolinas down to florida crab shack yeah you know what i mean all the shark shack (laughs) the shark shack he's like come on in see our two for one specials man voodoo sharks two for one (laughs) and this is definitely the best location because there's so much shark shit on the wall like jaws Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh and you know richard dreyfus being such a shark fan he comes in he's just like a little kid going into the museum it's like wow look at all this shark look at all these shark jaws that are cut from little bitches i don't know these look like some little ass bitch ass sharks to me yeah that's why yeah. it pans to the right and shows quint standing over there with a set of giant sharks jaws and he's like look at my sharks, <laughs> look at my sharks motherfucker. <laughs> shark break forever 
<laughs> shark break. Oh no, Shark Week. Shark Week forever. Yes. <laughs> you gotta live every week like a Shark well, Week. But there's like this little nugget of character development in there. And we're like, you know, Quint, he's kind of like the oddball of Amity Island. But like, as he's explaining, like, what's leading up to them getting on the boat, he's like, wait a minute. I think he knows a little bit more than he's kind of coming off. He might, but he also just kind of comes off like a drunk Scotsman with a 50-yard stare. He's, I, like, I love the performance that he gives, but I I don't know that I'd go on a boat with this fella. Oh, okay, okay. Brady, like, would you think of him less if he didn't serve in the military at all? And, like, in, like, while he's talking with the boys, like, oh, no, I never served in the military, but I do love me mash. <laughs> no, like, this is Quint. Like, this is why he's great. He's just this fucking burned-out veteran, and he plays it so goddamn well. He's just funny, but got like this hair trigger and he hates people for no reason, but he's the oh, most lovable guy for he, no reason. Have you met people? They're the <laughs> well, worst. Dude, well, he straight up like from the get go does not like Richard Dreyfus. period. Mm-hmm. Like well, it, it that's just because feels... he's just a girly man though. Like he's a fancy educated girly man. You got it's, uh, Why am I speaking like Arnold? God damn it. He's like, you got <laughs> shitty hands. Look at you. You got fucking shitty hands, you pusher. And he's like, I need this working man bullshit. Yeah, that's a good line. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Count money all day? Fucking just going at him. It's so good. Like, I was, I was talking to the missus as we are watching. Like, he seems like the kind of guy that just slips in the F word. Like, you least <laughs> expect it. He but, seems like the kind of guy who would talk about, like, fish haggis. You ever had fish haggis? <laughs> it's like regular haggis, except it's stuffed in the, the corpse of a mako shark. And he just gets too <laughs> wasted, and he says it too quickly, and it's like, wait, that's not a word. Also, that sounds like a slur. He just, like, crushes his steel beer can. He's like, mako shark haggis. <laughs> yeah, not gonna lie, there's a few times in this movie where I have to question whether or not Quint is still speaking English. Dude, it is <laughs> English English. <laughs> It's is like, Robert Shaw really drunk in that scene? That's what you got to ask yourself. Because oh, if not, it's so convincing. 100%. No, no. He's fucking thrown a couple back. <laughs> for sure. Because, like, you can definitely see, like, in the conversation between he and uh, Richard Dreyfus. Like, Richard Dreyfus is just, like, looking at him real hard. Like, is he going to stab me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it's, it's fucking... Uh, I keep saying it, but it's so good. And... They build this relationship between Hooper, Chief, and Quint, and the fucking hate turns into this bromance. Yeah, yes, it does. Oh, my God, it's so fucking great when it plays out. But it's like, this is like the back half of the movie, that these guys are all in the Orca. And, like, it's so beautifully paced. Like, these guys, they're just fellas. They're not friends or anything. But, like, while they're on the boat, the camaraderie goes all the way to 10. Like, just, like, little bits at first. Like, you know, he's got the big old reel, and he's just trying to, like, get these guys to work for him because he, he <laughs> at the beginning, he thought he could just, like, fish this great white all by himself with this piano wire and everything. And before you know it, they're all deckhands. You know, they're all, like, in this, like, ecosystem together. Like, you know, Quint is the captain. Yeah, and Brody and, uh, like, I don't really know Brody's role here. Like, you've got the science guy, and you've got, like, the ruffled fisherman guy brody's just like the in-between and he works with it pretty well but he's just like i i don't i got a gun oh dude that's probably the hardest i laughed watching this movie it's not even a joke but like (laughs) you know bruce the shark rolls up on him and the first thing he thinks of is to pull out his service revolver and start blasting (laughs) 
Yeah, he, he shoots at him, uh, you know, a couple times with his gun. Meanwhile, old Jawsy is like, I'm a shark. I'm a shark. Suck my dick. I'm a shark. I mean, that shark is incredibly smart. Like, I know I don't know if it's, like, true to form or anything, but, like, I love how the shark just fucks with him constantly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, Doing the first time we the... see this, we can't, we can't, uh, the first time we see this, the classic fucking scene, uh, you got Brody down there chumming the water. Oh, yeah. He's just like, oh, uh, you know, this will get him in. Oh, fuck, he's right there. Like, I know it's been, like, in every bit of promotional bit for this movie afterwards, mm-hmm. and it's been parodied to shit and back, of course. But, like, Roy Scheider, the look on his face when he springs up from chumming is just so incredibly frightening. Like, it just, it supersedes the scene. I'm like, oh, that guy is fucking spooked. You know what? Yeah. I kind of am, too. It's like... It's like you were masturbating and someone almost caught you. <laughs> you don't have to leave that in. No, I mean, that I, in no because just... I know exactly the face you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just thinking, just like, why are you baiting in the cubicle, man? Just go in the fucking bathroom. <laughs> well, because the bathroom smells like shit. I don't want to bait when it smells like shit. <laughs> He's got a point. Oh, How could you say something so controversial, yet so brave? But then again, have you ever baited on the Indianapolis? Let me tell you the story. <laughs> well, it's late, and I want to bait my dick. <laughs> but, yeah, this this scene is great, and it would be a jump scare if I didn't know that it was coming because of, like, everything that I've seen about this movie beforehand. And he just walks in with this straight face. We're going to need a bigger boat. And to that, Quint says, fuck you. No, we don't. Watch this shit. Hoopa, tie me on a barrel. And... <laughs> From this point on, it's fucking just action. It, yep. This has been a suspense movie that turns into an action movie, and the music swells, and everyone's so uplifted. Yeah. And you're like, these guys can fucking do it. And you start to really feel like, you know, they got this in the bag. Yeah, because at this point, you feel like they've earned it. And to harken back to what I said earlier about how the music completely changes to like a, an adventure feel, this mm-hmm. is exactly what that is. It's like the perfect lull. Like, we've been like, you know, spooked a little bit, you know. Our suspension of disbelief has been raised just enough, but now it's like, it's go time. Yeah, the score, I feel like everybody, everybody knows, you know, the the theme to Jaws. But, like, you might forget how amazing the rest of the score is. Like, even when we're not in, like, a suspenseful scene, the score is just perfect. It's beyond effective for mm-hmm. conveying the highs and lows of this horrifying yet energizing situation and it helps everything play out to that like you said man it's 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 in there and it's so fucking good mm-hmm. but, john uh, williams i think he's got a future ahead of him maybe now for the next however long in this action they go through these amazing set pieces where you know there's a barrel being tied on fired into the shark he can't take it down oh he did well he can't do two Fuck, he did too? Say what? <laughs> Except and, he fucking does. Fuck this barrel. And they just, like, chill in the boat, and they just become best friends. Yeah, they just oh. cash it in for the night, and, like, they start comparing their scars. And this is when we have that, like, uh, that Quint scene where he talks about... Uh, he goes on that monologue about the Indianapolis. My God. Listen, the Indianapolis story is my favorite scene in the entire movie. Like, this is a scene that allows you, as a viewer, and also the two characters around Quint, 
to finally just like land on the ground like you know we all now see eye to eye like he's no longer just like the drunk old bastard living next to the sea like this is a guy that's fucked up and he's just living the life that was given to him and boy oh boy in this delivery you never feel it more because like the way he does it is like what I don't know. It's just what guys do. Like when something's serious or something really bad happens, we we just stuff it down inside and die at the old age of thirty three. Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but like talking about like all his buddies, like just getting chewed up and or swallowed in like detail. And he's like, you know what? I think I got out, and they didn't. That's just the end of that. By the way, check out my leg. The camaraderie that we see in Jaws between these three sitting downstairs telling the story of the uh, SS Indianapolis. You know, 1,100 men went in the water. 316 men came out. Sharks took the rest. And the way that they're communing with each other, I know this is going to be a weird comparison, but it's almost the same vibe you get from the crew in Predator. It's a good comparison. I would probably harken it up to the first Alien because it just has that same feel. Like They're like all like around a table. They're just like goofing off just fucking dicking around, letting their personalities fly, all their guards are down, and, like, by the end of the meal or whatever you want to call it, they're better for it. Yeah, yes. It's a good scene. It's a good scene. And then but who's he... that knocking on the doll? Oh, it's uh, Joshua. Joshua? <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> Some sort of fucking Jehovah Witness or something. <laughs> exactly. He's just like, I'm Joshua. He's like, hey, you guys want to talk about how we don't celebrate birthdays? Anybody? All right. Uh. We have special underpants. <laughs> no, is that the Mormons? That's the Mormons. Yeah. Shit. We don't need to bring Mormons into a conversation about Jaws, right? Not again. Not again. Okay. Not again. I'm tired of this fucking Mormons on these fucking Jaws podcasts. <laughs> Time to open some windows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's a little bit of a thing, like the shark, like tries to sort of sledgehammer the boat that night whenever they're they're doing their thing, they're having fun. <laughs> yeah. Brody pulls the- out his pistol, and and the shark just kind of leaves it alone for a little while. They're able to just go back to what they were doing. Very small thing, like when uh, the shark starts knocking up a storm, everybody's immediately alerted, but Quinn, he's just like, ah. I recognize that ruckus. <laughs> you know, it's just right, right on his face. Yes. Can you can you describe the ruckus, sir? Oh, it rattled. <laughs> he boomed. It was the ruckus for sure. <laughs> you mess with a bull shark, you're gonna get the horns. Good God. Oh, that's <laughs> like one of those things where like Richard Dreyfus like they don't have horns, and he just like gives them like a back slap, just the back <laughs> of his hand. I fucking it seen it. Glass is all crooked. Yeah. All right, so the next day, you know, they're doing repairs and everything, and the barrel pops back up. Guess who's back? Sharky's back. again. Strap on a barrel. There's his so, fin. Nice. There's his fin. There's his fin. Nah, nah, nah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Just keep it going. Anyways, that was Jaws. <laughs> oh, but yeah, they get the fucker with another barrel, and he's like, he can't go down with two barrels. There's no way. And he's like, fuck you, bitch. I got two barrels. <laughs> Basically. You get to see Quint. Even Quint, when he pulls down the two barrels and just goes away, he's like, amazing. Literally yeah. says, And it's also like a really cool point where like, you know, that was his idea. Like that was all he had. And then suddenly he's like, yeah, all right, whippersnapper, Mr. Richard Dreyfus, what do you got? Let's do that whole shark cage. Real dumb. I don't like it. Probably going to get eaten. 
Let's do well, it. Well, you're on your own, kid. <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't got no spit. And he's like, well, good, because you ain't fucking the shark, get in the water. <laughs> <laughs> I know these shark cages are, like, really, I don't want to say state of the art, but, like, you know, the best you can do when you're trying to, like, look at sharks underneath the ocean and stuff like that. But for some reason, like, the cage that he had just seemed so just awful. Like, I look at this cage, and I'm just like, man, it was nice knowing you, dude. Had some good quips. It was made of turned inside-out Coke cans. Yeah, he probably got it from, like, Sharper Image. Oh, <laughs> no. Sharkia. Hey. <laughs> but, yeah, he gets in the fucking water thinking that he's going to poke this shark with some poison. And there's two things I want to talk about here. Number one, the uh-huh. use of the animatronic. Done very well. Number Extremely two, well. the amazing amazing correlation of live action stock footage no, of a great white doing exactly what they wanted to see in the film blew my fucking mind no it's incredibly well woven together because like i remember you mentioned briefly like how you could see the uh, underlying track under the shark or whatever like that like i never saw that like ever like it wasn't apparent enough to me like it was so well done can we just briefly talk about just how much fucking worse the uh, animatronic shark gets after this one. Oh, you mean just like as the movies go along, they're just like, fuck it, good enough. Well, Let's just go well, get Hoagie. There's Jaws oh, 2, fuck. which I remember being fine. There's Jaws 3D, which I've never seen. And then oh. Jaws the Revenge, which is abysmal. I can explain Jaws 3 for you. Uh, hey, isn't that that lady from Back to the Future? Oh, no. The end. <laughs> Why didn't they just use the technology instead of oh, making just, it garbage? Like, uh, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. <clears throat> don't don't spend too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the same shark from the first film, and they just wore it out. <laughs> it's just worse. He's just been yeah, sitting just in a back lot for like five years. like Falling apart do something between films. They just don't yeah. even bother to fix it. Like, I feel like if they used the same shark, it'd be <laughs> fine. Well, but this, they take, they take like, the fucking body of the shark and just install it over a mechanical bull. <laughs> it's like they bought this shark at like Dollar Tree. Oh, they fucking have Michael Caine riding it like a rodeo at the end oh, of the movie God. or some shit. Like I need it. This as soon as it kicks now. in, as soon as it kicks in, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. He's just holding on and they're like, Michael Caine, what do you got to say about rodeo riding that jaw shark? Ah. Uh, I never saw the actual product, but I do see the pool that it paid for. Oh, Bravo, is that, sir. Is that why they call them bull sharks? Oh, fuck. We're coming full circle, boys. We anyway, let's, let's finish this boy up. Let's finish yeah, this up. So Jaws is tearing the fucking cage apart. Richard Dreyfus has to swim down below and hide in some convenient coral. And then <laughs> Jaws just decides That's my band name. to wait and shit. I'm jumping in the boat. I'm coming yeah. to you. Bring in the ruckus. And I feel so fucking bad for Quint. Like, just the yeah. life he's led up to this point, I'm like, oh man, he deserves so much better. <laughs> and he just gets fucking wasted. Yeah, Dude, like, oh, fuck. The shark has it's been, so like, ramming gruesome. the side of the boat. It is. Fuck. It is entirely too gruesome, because, like, they stay on the shot. Like, he's getting eaten, chewed, specifically. And it's just a close-up of him just like, and he just take it away. From the sound effects of his boots squeaking against the wood to try to keep him out of this thing's mouth, to the look of fear on his face as he slides towards it, to his feet kicking against its teeth and lower jaws as it slowly gains more and more and more ground on his body. 
oh my god and he is just fucking selling those screams they're like holy shit little yeah. bitch screams and it's <laughs> little bitch awesome. screams i mean yeah <laughs> Like, you're at the end of your rope, and you're about to get chewed. Of course, somebody help him. They got Brody just staring at him, just like, son of a bitch. <laughs> he's like, I'm glad that ain't me. <laughs> yeah, basically. He's like, man, I can't decide if this shirt's a turtleneck or not, but I'll be over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we got we got uh, Hooper, you know, down underwater, just basically hiding. Uh, Dude, like, get... Quint called it. He's a bitch. I'm just going to yeah. put that out there. <laughs> A bitch who survived, though. Yeah, he was not chewed. <laughs> no, unlike some bitches. It's just one of those things, like, once Richard Dreyfuss' character finally dies, like, at his eulogy, like, he was a bitch. <laughs> a bitch that survived, <laughs> but a bitch nonetheless. <laughs> and, oh. and Brody is just being, like, sort of the neutral party, and Quint fucking gets eaten. Yeah. The shark comes back for seconds on Brody. He's like, guess what? Surprise, motherfucker, through the window. And he's like, here, eat this compressed air tank that we learned earlier would explode if jostled too hard. And the well, shark's like, I guess. So you're saying he basically said, like, here, have a mouthful of foreshadowing. Yes. Yeah, like, I don't know what compressed gas that is supposed to be. I would assume that's supposed to be oxygen, but... No, yeah, it's an O2 tank. Yeah, even um, okay. Hooper is just like... Wow, be careful to explode, and it's very expensive. <laughs> very expensive. There's no expense. But yeah, it's just like, hey, fucking chew on this, shark. Ah, it's a metal tank. You can't get through that, can you, little bitch? So what Danny? will you do with it? I'll, I'll fucking I'll swim around with it in my mouth chewing on it, because why not? It's like, ah, I'm just a stupid shark that's also kind of smart, but nom 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 nom. Mercury, sweetest of the transitional metals. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Brody, after, like, that little bit, he tries to, like, scale the crow's nest and everything, but the ship is just, like, wildly sinking at this point. So, like, yeah. every little, like, inch he gets up the ladder, like, the boat's just taken away from him. And by the end of it, he's basically, like, laying on the water, just, like, with a gun. Yeah, he finally decides to get the rifle, which he probably should have gotten before then, because before he just had, like, this little, I don't know, some kind of a revolver that doesn't seem to be all that powerful, like a little pea shooter. He's looking kind of badass. He's got that wild stare in his eye, too. Shark just, like, I don't want to say corners in, but, you know. There are no corners in the ocean. It's really round. The shark conveniently surfaces and slides at him, mouth agape with the the, uh, air container just on display. And Roy Schneider has, you know, action movie star one-liner. Smile, you son of a bitch. Boom. And just tremors that boy. Oh, man. You can basically put anything that's just as cool. Like, you know, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Boom. Because the (laughs) explosion right afterwards is fucking ridiculous. Like, Mm -hmm. what? Hollywood, come on. Like, (laughs) come on. That was fucking ridiculous. delivered the bomb, okay? (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, okay. That one's for my boy. My buoy went. Uh, your buoy? Oh, that was good, though. A buoy. The last thing I want to say about this scene, when the shark explodes, I love that you can see, like, the shark's corpse just, like, float to the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's no question about it. All right, the shark got got. He did. And, yeah, like, it's for sure no sequels required. And then, of course, Richard Dreyfus floats back up. He's like, hey, what happened? Wow, <laughs> the shark's dead. Wow. Wow, guys. You did a good, good job. And, Where's Quint? Okay, first of all, 
You're swimming in him. It's like it's everywhere. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? Like he uh. can't be that fucking dumb. Like it's, he's like as they're like you know treading water and talking to each other and like congratulating themselves on the event. It's just like red. Red is everywhere, and like Dude. a little bit of that is Mr. Indianapolis himself. I thought know? that it smelled like Seagram's gin a little bit. <laughs> but then they yeah. paddle home. Happy ending. And that's Jaws. A fucking and the nasty. movie ev- ends just immediately. Yeah, it's like, well, <laughs> job's done. Credit. There's no, there's no like, wrap-up. There's no, like, got back to the mayor, explained to him, like, hey, everything's good now. There's no, like, they don't get back to uh, Brody's wife, and she's happy to see him. It's just like, all right, we're paddling out in the ocean. Let's wrap this up. Well, the story didn't revolve around them. It revolved around their journey, and their journey was done. Yeah, basically. I mean, like, the end shot's just basically like a tourist ad for Amity Island. It's like, wow, looks really pretty. Come by. There are we now killed the no shark. Thumbs up. Days since horrible shark accident, you know? Zero. Oh. Maybe one tomorrow, hopefully. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Oh, no, there's a, another shark. What's its name? His name was Jaws 2. <laughs> okay, this movie, to me, is fucking amazing. And everything I wanted to say about it, I said about it during the cast. I really encourage people to get out there and see it. It, you know, quality-wise, it might look a little dated. But my God, the acting, just, it's how movies should be. And it's a reminder of what movies can be. Yeah, this movie is... Like, it's well-made, it's fun, you get a lot of tension in there, there's a little bit of horror, like, there's some good lines, I'm not gonna say the dialogue is exceptional, but, like, there's no complaints that I have for this movie. It's a good time, uh, and you should probably watch it immediately before Shark Week. I am absolutely on the same page as you fellas. This is an incredible time. Like, this is a 50-year-old movie, and it seems like it could have been made, like, yesterday. Like, it's a period piece, it's just that fantastic it's a great time great characters goodness the actors and actresses in this movie are phenomenal just wonderful they flesh out the movie incredibly the visual effects hold up jesus christ they're fantastic this is a movie that deserves the moniker of a classic and there you have it that's john you have any strong feelings about the movies like we do leave it in the comment section below Hit those like and subscribe buttons, too. Make sure that you hit the little bell icon down there so you know next time we get another one of these brewing. Follow us on social media. We got, <laughs> we got that Instagram. We got a Facebook, a Twitter, a Reddit. We got, uh, thanks to the Anchor app, we're on Spotify and the YouTube and the Apple Podcasts. <laughs> so, you know, fucking check us out if you don't. We're going to have to, like, show up at your house and ask you what 